You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So we started a series last week. Uh, Pastor Mike did a wonderful job kicking off the series that we're talking, A Christmas Miracle or, or The Christmas Miracle. And the whole thrust of it, in, in, my, uh, in my thoughts, is that all of us, all of us need a miracle in our lives. Amen? All of us need miracles. All of us need a, a supernatural move in our lives. And, and let me just ask you a question. What is the greatest miracle that you've ever witnessed in your life? You know, what is the greatest miracle that you've ever witnessed in your life? Uh, maybe for some of you, it's an unexplainable event. You can go back to a time that, that something happened and you're like, I, I can't even explain it. It's bigger than, bigger than life. Uh, for, for some of you, it's, an, it's a prayer that was answered that was bigger than anyone could imagine. You actually went to prayer, and, and that prayer got answered, and you're like, man, that's a miracle. That's a miracle of God. For some, for some of you, your miracle might just be something like, you know, you were watching your favorite football team, and they were down by a touchdown. There's no way they're going to win, and they throw this pass called a Hail Mary pass, and it's caught, and they score a touchdown. You're like, that's a miracle. That's a miracle. But I think most people have events uh, in our life that make us go, wow, or they make us go, ah, because they're, they're greater than, than, than anything that, uh, that, that, than we've ever seen. In fact, when we, when we go into it, um, we're going to find out that miracles and wonders and signs are very important, and they're in the Bible for a reason. Signs do what? Let's think about it. What do signs do? They point. Signs will always point us somewhere. When it says stop, it points us to stop. When it says speed limit, 55 miles per hour, it points us to go 55 miles per hour or else, woo, 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 right? It points us somewhere. Wonders make us go, ah. Miracles make us go, wow. Or even greater than that, wow. That's amazing how that happened. So we've all had these events, we've all had these things happen, and, and, and we get excited about these wonderful, wonderful miracles, and then we come to Christmas. And for most people, we get to Christmas time, and it's so ordinary, right? Yeah, for most people, Christmas is so ordinary. When Christmas is the birth of the greatest miracle known to man. And, and I really want us to grab a hold of, of this, this, this reality. Uh, if, we, if we think, if we, if we choose to believe in someone greater than, than old Saint Nick, I believe that we'll see the miracles of God happening in our lives. Because Christmas is greater than Santa Claus. 
You know what I mean? And, 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 I, and I, I may during this series kind of talk about old St. Nick. I, I, I love Santa Claus. When you know the, the, the true Santa Claus, it, he's a, it's a wonderful story of a man who loved Jesus, an orphan child who gave his life to the Lord in, in, in Jerusalem and, and, and born to very wealthy parents, and that's why he gave gifts. There's a great story that goes with that. We'll pause that introduction. We'll finish it up during the series. Uh, but I want to talk about the, that the Christmas is, is the birth of a miracle. And, and this book that we have right here that I highlight, and I know that you guys probably highlight many places, this book is filled with miracles. Because we serve a God that is unlimited. He transcends our abilities. He transcends our understanding. He transcends our even our presence, where we're at. He's always everywhere. And, and so God is able to do abundantly above anything that we could think or ask. We serve a God that is supernatural. And I think we limit ourselves to a natural life. I think even as Christians, we limit ourselves to a natural life where, where everything that we deal with is with our five senses, what, what we see and what we hear and what we touch, what we think. But God is supernatural. He, he's not natural. He's beyond that. And, and, and I want to introduce something to you because we're going to talk about him a lot this year. He's not a thing. He's a person. He's the third person of the Trinity. You know, the Holy Spirit is the agent of miracles. And it only makes sense to me that the birth of, of Jesus Christ was orchestrated by the agency of the Holy Spirit. He produced a virgin birth which would result in a God-man, the only God, fully God, fully man in the history of our world. There has never been anyone like Jesus Christ. I miss my mouth. There has never been anyone like Jesus, and there will, there will never be no other like Jesus. See what happens when I wear a coat, by the way? See, I can't even, I can't even drink water. I, here's a funny. I came in and one said, man, you're all dressed up. I put a coat on. So, so beloved, if, if we need a miracle, where, where is a, a true miracle going to come? It's going to come at the, at the name of Jesus Christ. And it will lead us to, to rejoice. It will lead us to rejoice in the miracle of Christmas. So I, I want us to continue in the Christmas story. We're in Luke chapter 2. We're going through that whole chapter and we're breaking it into, into passages so that we can look at every angle and look at the context and from that, draw this conclusion that, that we serve a God of miracles. And, and not only that we serve a God of miracles, but I, I think that, that we can rejoice in, in the miracles of God. And we can expect, we can anticipate, we can embrace. That'll be the last part. We can embrace the miracles of God. And, 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 and let's, let's just believe that God can do greater things in our life than we could ever imagine. 
Can we, can we think that way? See, some of you have an obstacle in front of you. Some of you have children or grandchildren that are at a place that only God can change them. And can I tell you something? Only God can change them. Some of you have a job situation that only God can change that job situation. Some of you have a relationship that, 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 that is really, really uh, at a desperate place. Only God can change that. You need a miracle. And so sometimes we, we hyper, uh, we hyper, what's the word I want to look at, uh, kind of emotionalize miracles, and we, we make it kind of like, uh, it, it's just kind of fake but there is a true sense of miracles that it's the hand of God. And that's what we're searching for right here. We're not searching for, uh, for, for us to hyper-emotionalize uh, this miracle and, 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 you know, where you see it and it's just like phony baloney. We're not looking for that. We're not looking for the phony baloney. We're looking for the real deal. And it starts at Christmas. It starts with the birth of Jesus. And if we can embrace that, we can embrace him, it'll change our lives. Your worship will be different. How many of you, when you worship God, are you just excited about worshiping God? Anyone in here, just, just tell me, just raise your hand. Are you excited about worshiping God? Can you, can you raise your hand to God? Anyone in here, can you, can you raise your hand to God? Can you say, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of God. I'm not embarrassed of him. I, I, I'll worship him because he's the almighty. And that's exactly what needs to happen. There needs to be some kind of a awe moment, a, a wow moment, a, a I'm excited about, about, about God moment. And that's what we're going to look at. Okay? I'm sorry I get excited about, about Jesus. I'm sorry about that. You know, I, I pray that all of us will get excited about Jesus. So let's pray. Father, thank you for every person here. Lord, thank you for your perfect word that is truth in every aspect. I just pray that as I preach this message, that I can preach it from a, uh, from a place that is going to bring a, a smile to your face, uh, that I will handle it very carefully and honestly. And Lord, all of us, as you, Holy Spirit, work through your, your message that all of us will be transformed, will be changed, and that we'll understand the, 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 the great power of God a little bit more today than we did before we came in the doors. We can leave here with an, an, a rejoicing that you are so good and, and you want to do God things in our lives, great things in our life, big things in our life. And, and so for that person that walked in the door with, a, with an obstacle that's bigger than them, my prayer today is that there will be a miracle in their life. Not a hyper-emotionalized uh, kind of a hope, but a, a reality that Jesus is alive and well and that he is able to do greater things than we can ever expect. So we pray this in his name, and everyone said, amen. So verse 8 goes like this. That night, there were shepherds that were staying in the fields nearby, and they were guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them. Now, how many of you believe that angels can come as messengers of God? I believe it. Do you want, do you want to know why I believe it? Because the Bible tells me so. <laughs> right? 
And because God, God is true. Okay, so suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the ray. I love that. Let's read it again. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Is that a miracle? See, that's that's bigger than us. That's bigger than us. They were terrified. What would happen in our church if the Lord, if the presence of God, these blankets are going to treat me, if, these, if, these, if the presence of God just came on so strong that you just felt a holy awe, you just, there was something you were like, oh, this is, this is bigger than us. What would happen? What would happen? What would happen if we came into church and something happened so big, the presence of God, you guys left here with a little bit of holy terror. Huh? Wouldn't that be cool? Instead of saying, you know, PJ, he did, he did okay today. You know, you leave out here saying, man, God is great. God is great. So, so the, the, they were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. And that's what God always does. The Lord will speak through his, through his messengers. The Lord will speak directly. He says, don't be afraid. Why, why shouldn't we be afraid? Because I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Now, that's a Christmas message. That is a Christmas message. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to some people. All people. All people, that's who we are as believers of Christ, followers of Christ. We have good news that is supposed to bring great joy to all the people. And I've been to the, I've been to uh, the, 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 I haven't been to the mall, but I went to Ross the other day. I went to uh, uh, Target, or some people call it Tarjay. Uh, I went to all these places, and uh, there's not a lot of joy. There is not a lot of joy. The Christmas season is about good news. The Christmas season is about great joy. And that's a miracle. He says, why? Because the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, Mike talked about the Messiah, the anointed one, the Christ, the Christos, the the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem. The city of David, that was a prophetic uh, reality. They, they prophesied about where he would be born, and it happened just like God said it would years before that. And you will recognize him by this sign. What do signs do? What do signs do? Point. You leave here today, you say, you know what signs do? They point. With, he says, you will know him, you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly, in strips of cloth, and he will be lying in a manger. In a manger. From a humble beginning, from a humble start. I always think, where else would the Lamb of God be born if not in a stable? In a manger. And then suddenly the angel was joined with a vast host of others, of the armies of heaven, and what did they start doing? They praised God. Can I tell you something, beloved? My prayer, my prayer for us is that we will be able to praise God. That we will not be ashamed to praise 
God, that we will not be ashamed to sing unto the Lord of glory, that we will not be embarrassed to sing. The angels in heaven are not embarrassed to sing praises to Jesus. Why are we? Why are we? Because people will hear us or because our voice is not that good. It's really good in heaven. There's something that happens when your voice, it lifts up above this ceiling. It just changes. There's kind of a, uh, uh, what's that, uh, auto-tune? <laughs> it just changes. And they were singing glory to God in the, uh, in, in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And, and we find out in the New Testament that those in whom God is pleased are those that trust in his Son. It's not by what we do, it's by what he did. We trust in what he's done for us. We trust in the finished work of the cross. This baby was born to die. This baby was born to come and make an atonement, a sacrifice for us. And there's peace that accompanies that. So I've got these three points, and I think they're, they're wonderful points from that text. Point number one, we can rejoice in the Christmas miracle because God wants to bring you good news. You finished it. I love it. Rejoice in the Christmas miracle because God wants to bring you good news. Can I, right here on this phone, right here, if I, if I slide it all the way to the left, I have an app that gives me the news. And you probably have it too, right? And how many of you get notifications during the day? You get these ding, 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 right? You get all these notifications. And these notifications tell us, hey, there's news and there's something happening. You know, when President Trump is doing something, you get some kind of news and you got all this this things going on, and before President Trump, we had President Obama, and things were going on with President Obama, and, 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 and can I tell you, most of the news that we read is not good. Just like I broke the chair right there. <laughs> How many of you have been following the fires in California? Before that, how many of you followed the, the happenings in, in San Antonio and before that, you know, with a killing in, in the church? Before that, there's killings here, there's killings there. And so we get these notifications on our, on our phones. We get these notifications on our, on our computers, and it's about the news and the happenings across our world, across our country. We've got the North Korean news. We've got the news in... in uh, with ISIS, we've got the news with the Middle East, and it's all bad news. And the miracle of Christmas is that the angel said, I bring you good news. I bring you good news that is going to bring great joy to all the people. And here's what I know for sure. Hear me now. Here's what I know for sure. There are people in your life that need good news. I got text messages yesterday of um, 
different families in the church. One, one family member in the church fell down, broke their pelvis. I got another one that uh, uh, recently, you know, that, of, a, of a young lady that we, we've seen her grow up that's been going through a lot of medical, medical issues. Um, I got a, uh, uh, just this morning that someone fell down yesterday and, and they were in emergency all day because they cut their leg on, on something, a young man. And so we've got all this news, and that's just me. I could, I could just name some of the things going on in my life, but if, if every person in here, if I went with a microphone and said, what are some of the things going on in your life? I'm pretty sure that most of you would say, man, there's some extreme things going on. And can I say that, that probably 70% of the things that you would, the news that you'd give me would be bad? You know, my, my, my nephew, my, my grandson, my, my granddaughter, my, you know, all of these things are going on around us and it's, it's really bad. And then we say these words, right? Can we, can we pray? Right? Because we have hope as believers. Can we pray? But what I love about the Christmas story is that the announcement to, to the shepherds, but not only to the shepherds, but to the world, was that there is good news of great joy for all the people, and no one can take that joy from you. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. See, the good news is that Jesus Christ is alive. He conquered the grave. He conquered disease. He conquered uh, illness. He conquered the enemy. And if Jesus Christ is alive, it's good news to me because he is my Savior. He is my Lord. He is the one that walks with me through the power of the Holy Spirit. And no matter what I face, no matter what you face, there is nothing that can overtake you because you are a child of God. He said, I've got good news. When Jesus started his public ministry, so Jesus grew up from this baby, and when he starts in, in Luke 4, 18 and 19, it says, and, he, and he's, he, he's, he's, he's going to speak out a, a prophetic word. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Notice how the Holy Spirit is emphasized. Are you with me? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus talking. And he said, for he has anointed me to what? To bring good news. Good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Christmas ushers in the time of the Lord's favor upon the people who trust in Jesus. Wow. Wow. It's a miracle. I don't have to be oppressed. I don't have to be held captive. I don't have to walk in bondage. I don't have to be afraid. I can walk in the power of the Almighty. Amen. Nothing can change that. He birthed this reality into our hearts and into our life. But so many people, and, and beloved this may, this may hit close to home because when I was driving up, I was talking to the Lord and I said, Lord, forgive me for, for doing this. So many of us live in the natural. We live in the natural. 
We don't open our hearts to the supernatural power of God in their lives. And, and can I tell you that the, the God that I serve is not a natural God. You can't dictate what he's going to do. He's supernatural. <laughs> he's bigger than us. Leonard, I'm looking at you, brother, and Gideon's international. You guys do a lot of great things. It's the supernatural power of God working in. You know, a life that's lived in the natural is a life which is limited to our circumstances and our problems. A life that is lived in the natural is a life that will be limited to our circumstances and our problems. But a life that is lived in the supernatural trust of God is a life that overcomes what this world brings upon us. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. Some of you guys have a, you have a, huge, you have a huge obstacle in front of you. Some of your relationships, a huge obstacle. God is bigger. God is bigger. Point number two, we rejoice in the Christmas miracle for God can birth something in us that would be humanly impossible. He will birth, just like the, 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 the Christmas birth, he will birth something in us that would be humanly impossible, it would be beyond our, our, our ability What did the angel declare? He said, the Savior, your Savior, my Savior, my neighbor's Savior. The Savior of the world. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord. Kurios is a word right there, the Lord. Kurios, Greek. Supreme in authority. We make Jesus our Savior. He saves us from our sin, but we also make him our Lord. We submit to him. Because he's the king of kings. Have you ever heard that song? I believe in miracles. And then it says something like, you sexy thing or something like that, right? Right? But I changed it this morning. I changed it this morning because I can. I believe in miracles. Because Jesus is king. Because Jesus is king. And he made me a sexy thing. I just added that. Because <laughs> we got to have fun, right? Hey, I can say it. Nobody else will. But <laughs> Look in the mirror. Oh, man, you're so sexy. Don't worry, don't worry about that. <laughs> so do that when you get home today. Don't worry about anyone else's saying. You know, just go in there. Man, you sexy thing. Jesus is king. I believe in miracles. <laughs> Will someone do that when you get home? <laughs> and then if you're not laughing, you, you need to do it. <laughs> you're hung up. So he says, he, he declared, he says, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You know, when, when Christmas came, it ushered in a new era. 
It ushered in a, a new dispensation, a new, a new time period. The king was born. Your king was born. The reality changed. The, that, that natural reality changed. That supernatural reality. There was going to come a day at the day of Pentecost when the Spirit of God would birth the church, but it could not happen until the birth of the Messiah came. The 30, the 30 years of ministry, the, the, the 33 years, I mean, the, I'm sorry, the, the three years of ministry the, that started when he was 30 years old. And then it, 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 he died, he, he, and then he birthed a new reality in the church. There is something special about the church, and the church is, is not what? It's not what? It's not, a, it's not a building. The church is what? It's people. It's God's people. We know that here at Living Word. We know it's not, it's not this. But there's two important things that I want you to grab a hold of. There's two important things. It's just, this is teaching for us to grab a hold of. Number one, miracles of God don't happen. They don't happen without, without the activity of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When you quench the Holy Spirit, when you, when you, when you don't allow the Holy Spirit to, to work in our lives, when's the last time you even talked about the Holy Spirit? When's the last time you ever said, you know, I, I, I trust you, Lord. I trust the Holy Spirit working in me. The, the apostles, when they made decisions after, after the, 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 the birth of the church, the apostles, when they made decisions, they would say, it seems good to us and to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he, he, he led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by, by the devil. The Holy Spirit came upon uh, uh, Mary at the virgin birth. The Holy Spirit, at the time of, of, uh, of, of the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist, the Holy Spirit came down in, down in the form of a dove and came upon Jesus and filled him. Now that's Jesus, God the Son. So miracles in our life will never happen without the activity of the Holy Spirit. Now that doesn't mean you get weird. It doesn't mean you have to start shaking. It just means, Lord, I, I, I trust you. I'm open. I'm open to whatever you have. I'm open to, to, to boldness. I'm open to confidence. I'm open to talk to people that I'm, I'm afraid to talk to. How many of you have friends that they need Jesus so bad, if they were to die tomorrow, they would not be with God in eternity? How many of you have friends? You're the only voice that they have for God. They're the only, you're the only voice that they have that God can speak into their lives. They trust you. My older brother called me... Uh, I hadn't heard from him. We last time I called him, I checked on him. He's in a rehab. He's in a, in a home in, in Tier C, New Mexico. He said, don't come see me until I try to get better. Don't call me. And so he calls yesterday or day before, and I hadn't heard from him in over, you know, six months. And I pray for him constantly because I don't know if he's saved. He came to this church for a, for a month. He had never been in a church. Never. He talked really, really bad about people that went to church. He talked bad about God. And he said, I am my own God. I don't need God. I said, bro, you're not your own God because if you're your own God, you make a lot of mistakes. And that's a bad God. <laughs> Just saying. But he called me the other day. And that's huge. And he said, I want to spend Christmas with you guys. He said, I want for, I want for us to, to get together. 
I'm believing for a miracle. I, and, and there's some of you guys in here that your wives, your, your, your family members, your husbands, your, there, there's someone, your friends, they don't know Jesus and you are the voice of God and you've got to trust the Holy Spirit to give you words. Mary said this to the angel. How can this be since I, the angel said, you're were, you were going to give birth? And Mary said, how, how can this be since I do not know a man? I, I, I have not had sexual relations. How's this going to happen? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and then the power of the, of the Most High is going to overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Peter, Peter's first, one of his first responses to, to the multitudes of people, these were Jews, as he preached his first sermon, and, 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 and then they, they questioned him because all these supernatural things were happening. People were getting healed and, and, and people's hearts were being stirred and, and they were coming to Jesus. And, and, and then Peter says this, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was attested to you by God with miracles. That's what that mighty works, the, 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 the literal word means miracles. He was attested to you. In other words, he was, he was endorsed, accredited by God with miracles with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst as you know yourselves. He's telling them, Jesus did miracles. Can I tell you that miracles follow God's people? You can't change someone, but a miracle of God can. The reports that I'm hearing about people, that, Muslims that are getting saved in the Middle East, that are getting saved... They're not getting saved because someone's talking to them. They're getting saved through miracles, through Jesus showing himself to be true. We don't serve a God who's dead. We serve a God who's alive. The second, the second truth that you need to really know, the this, this second thing, nothing is impossible with God. Tell your neighbor, nothing is impossible with God. Tell your husband, your wife, nothing is impossible with God. I still believe he's going to change you. I still believe it. That's a joke. The talk between the angel Gabriel and Mary should, should be kept in our memory bank. I talked about how he said the, the, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The, your son will be called the, the, the son of the most high God. But look at what he, what he goes on. He says, therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. I said that, verse 35. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. That's a what? That's a, a miracle. A miracle. She could not conceive. Right? She conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God... Can you say this with me? For with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. Nothing. So, so pastor, you don't understand. Someone uh, that I love died, and they went through a very difficult death. Can I tell you, 
That is the plan of God. God. God is working all things together for his good and his purposes to bring glory unto his name. Some of the things we don't understand. But remember, when you make Jesus Lord, you submit to his plan, not your plan. Are you with me? When you submit yourself to, to Jesus, you submit yourself to him not only as your Savior, but also as your Lord. We never submit to Jesus as a genie in a bottle. We never submit to God as a genie in the bottle. Let me just rub this genie, this bottle right here. God, I want this. I want to win the lottery. I want my mother-in-law to move to Texas. I... <laughs> Your mother-in-law, not mine. I want mine to move to Alaska. You wanted to say that anyways, didn't you? Point number three. Point number three. You can rejoice because the Christmas miracle points the way to a relationship with your Savior. You see, throughout the pages in the Bible, God is pointing to one place. From the, from the Old Testament, Mike talked about Genesis 3, 15... It talks about that there would be one that would come from the, it would be a seed of the woman, that the, that the serpent would strike its heel and, the, and that seed would stomp its head. Everything is pointing to the manger. It's pointing, you look prophetically from the Old Testament, New Testament, everything is pointing to one person. And that one person is Jesus Christ. And that one place it's Bethlehem. Isaiah wrote this. He said, the people who walk in darkness, they're going to see a great light. Those who lived in a, in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. That's verse 2 in, in chapter 9 of Isaiah. And then verse, verse 6 and 7, it says, for a child is going to be born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, that's the government of God, and he will be called the Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and his government and its peace will never, ever, ever end. Now, Isaiah spoke about Naphtali and Zebulun. He was speaking about a very specific land but can I tell you, in every generation, in every land, there is darkness. And we need the light of God to shine the way. And the light of God is Jesus Christ. Can I tell you that God, he doesn't make it difficult for us to find our way back to him. He doesn't make it difficult. He's not making it difficult for people around us to find their way back. I had a young lady go come by. Uh, we were leaving the house, and this young lady comes back. She's strung out on meth. Broke my heart, man. It just broke my heart. Saw this, saw this young lady when she was a kid grow up. My heart broke. My heart broke. 
It's a dark world out there. It's a dark world. And that's just one. All of us have, all of us have people. We have family sometimes that are just in a dark place. God has pointed the way out of that place through Jesus Christ. And Christmas is a time that we celebrate that there's miracles that can save people. Amen? There's a miracle working power of God that can save people around us, including us, ourselves. I'd like for us to pray this prayer together. We'll make this our our prayer during the series, okay? It's in your outline, and you can join with me and pray this. If you're here today and you, you, maybe you haven't trusted fully in Jesus, today's a wonderful day for you to say, Jesus, I need you. I just, I'm just, I don't even know how to do this, but I'm going to start following you. I need you in my life. Make that choice today. We'll rejoice with you. But let's pray this prayer together, if you will. Heavenly Father, thank you for teaching me that nothing is impossible for you. Because of this truth, I choose to believe the Christmas miracle reveals to us your love for mankind through the birth of Jesus. But it also birthed the supernatural reality of miracles in my own life. I choose today to not limit your potential this Christmas season. I place my faith in Jesus Christ and trust the Holy Spirit to work in my life in places and circumstances which are impossible for my human limitations. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. How many of us can believe for a miracle this week? And we believe for great things. Let's stand up and worship our King. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.